Good morning. Welcome to those of you who are joining us from downstairs in our traditional sanctuary or those coming online or listening to our podcast. Everyone who's in the room here in the modern space, glad to be with you as we are wrapping up our series today on the stories of Jesus in which we've been looking at stories about Jesus in the Bible and seeing what that means to us and also thinking about what are the stories in our own lives of how we encounter Jesus. And so thanks again for uh, all of those who've shared your stories of Jesus with me. If you'd still like to do that, We'd love for you to do that. There's some uh, pieces of paper downstairs in the crossroads outside of each of our sanctuaries. You can just write your story. I'd love to hear that. And you can just put it in the box uh, at the end of the sanctuary, or there's a basket downstairs in the crossroads space. But uh, it's been a fun time digging into the Bible, and we're going to do one more uh, key story of Jesus today. Uh, Ever since I was a little kid, all the way up to today, I've just always had a love for water. Whether that is a creek or a stream or a river, Uh, Whether that's jumping into a pool or going to the ocean, I love looking at water, fishing in water, I love splashing in water, wading in water, swimming in water, skiing, boating, whatever it is, like water has just kind of been a thing that feeds my soul and um, I didn't even mind a bath or a shower when I was growing up, right? So uh, I know that some kids don't like to do that, Uh, I know my pet doesn't like to do that, but anyway, water is a cool thing for me. But also realize that uh, if you don't know how to swim, water can be scary. It can be intimidating. It might be beautiful, but we want to stay a little bit far away from the water. I've been around some near-drowning experiences and some floods where cars kind of get washed off the road. So water is also something that we need to respect uh, and take seriously. But water is the source of life. Right? Most of our world is made up by water. Uh, most of our bodies are made up by water. Uh, there's nothing as refreshing as getting a glass of water on a hot day or you know, jumping into that hot shower or a cold shower, depending on how our body feels. There's just something life-giving, washing our hands so we don't get sick when we eat. Uh, or even your car is probably sitting outside or in your garage. You know, it, needs, uh, it needs to be washed. Right? You ever had those, somebody writing the dust on the back of your car, wash me? Right? So water is an important part of life. Uh, and one of the things that I'm really excited about in our church, a few years ago when we took up our Christmas offering, we took the money and we, we spent it on providing clean water for some communities in Haiti that didn't have that. And uh, that, that's a life changer. It's literally saving thousands of lives. And so water is very life-giving. Today we're going to read a story about water that involves Jesus. Uh, and so we're going to start. Uh, if you were here with us leading into Christmas, this, some of this might sound familiar. If you weren't, that's okay. But we're going to start off by meeting Jesus' cousin. His name is John. He's also known as John the Baptist. And his role was to get Israel ready for the coming of Jesus, his cousin, the Son of God, who's going to be the Messiah. And John is kind of located out in the rocky desert in the southern part of Israel. And he's out there, and he's preaching And people are flocking to hear him. They're flocking from cities as far. Jericho would be the closest city, and it'd take about two hours to walk to see John. People coming from Jerusalem would walk eight hours in the rocky desert heat in the sun and all the dust and the dirt. And people used to like to, like, hide out in crevices and rob people, right? So why are all these people coming from all over Israel to hear this one guy out in the desert preaching sermons. And what does it have to do with us? And what does it have to do with water? Well, let's find out. So let's dive into the scripture today. We're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew, first book of the New Testament. Gospel means the good news of Jesus. 
In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Again, think rocky desert, right? This is roughly when Jesus is, right before he's starting his public ministry, Jesus would be around the age of 30. John would be right there with him. And saying, repent, which means turn around, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A prophet is a spokesperson for God. Isaiah was lived hundreds of years before this time, and he predicted that the coming of the Messiah would happen. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. That's John's role. He's preparing the way for Jesus. Now, John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. This is like some kind of a nature guy, and he kind of looks like what Isaiah probably looked like because John is supposed to be the new version of Isaiah. So that's why it says what he dressed like. People went out to him from Jerusalem. Again, eight-hour walk. And all of Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. The Jordan is a river that cuts through this rocky desert. Confessing their sins, people were baptized by John in the Jordan River. John says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, talking about Jesus, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. All right, so John's out there in the wilderness. He's preparing the way for Jesus, his cousin, who's getting ready to start his, uh, his ministry. And John is doing something called baptism. Now, John and Jesus were Jewish. That was their religion. Uh, and so in the Jewish tradition, there was, there was some important things with water. There was ritual hand washing, not just for cleanliness, but to purify your hands. When you're getting ready to participate in a, re a religious festival or to go to the religious temple where you could worship, you had to go and be fully immersed in water to symbolically be purified, right? So water was an important part of the religion of the Jewish people. And so uh, John is doing something different. He's out in the desert. He's preaching about a baptism, right, using water for repentance. Now, repentance means to turn around or to change your mind, right? So what John's message was is that there's goodness in all of us, but there's also some things inside of us that's not good. We make bad decisions. We hurt people. We hurt ourselves. That brings guilt and shame into our lives. It brings death into our lives. It brings hell into our lives, broken relationships. And so John says, you need to turn away from that, and you need to turn to God. And ask God to forgive you, right? And then I will baptize you with this baptism of repentance, which symbolizes God washing you clean of the wrong things that you do. And when John was baptizing, his was a, a different thing than what was going on with those ritual cleansings because John's was a baptism that would be a one-time thing. Right, those religious washings where you would go to the festivals or go to the temple. Every time you went, you had to do that. But John's going to do a one-time only baptism for the repentance right, of our wrongdoing to receive God's forgiveness. And people needed that. And again, they flocked hours away through the rocky desert, some of them risking their lives because they were craving what John was offering. But then John says, there's going to be someone who comes after me. And there's going to be an even better baptism than what I'm doing. And he's talking, obviously, about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. And he says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right? What does that mean? 
right? I'm not sure I want to be baptized with fire. That sounds like that would hurt, right? So what does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and to be baptized with fire? Well, the Holy Spirit is a part of God that Jesus places upon us, right? So John's baptism was to forgive us of our sins, right? Wash away the guilt and the shame, right? But still inside of us, there's brokenness, and we're probably going to do wrong things again, aren't we? Right? And so when Jesus comes, he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. He sends God inside of us to begin working on us, on our hearts and our minds, so that the, say, the things that we say, think, do, and feel begin to be more like Jesus, to be more holy, right? to be better, to, to be good. And so baptism with the Holy Spirit is awesome. God's with us and God's working inside of us to make us better, to make us more like Jesus, to bring goodness into our lives. Now, the image of baptizing with fire really is an image of judgment, like when metals are heated up to, to make something like a tool, like they keep the good metal and, and the bad stuff burns off, right? And so fire is an image of judgment. And so we're all going to stand before God at the end of time, and we're going to have to answer for the way we lived our lives. If we're with Jesus and in his baptism, we will stand with God and we will be okay. Because Jesus forgives us, not because we deserve it, but because he loves us, right? And so this baptism of Jesus is a good thing. And it's made possible because Jesus died on a cross for us, and he came back to life. When he died, he took our sin, our wrongdoing, our guilt, our shame, our death, and our hell, and he defeated it. And when he came back to life, now he gives us a chance to receive forgiveness and to receive joy, to receive peace, to live life to the full now and forever in the kingdom of heaven, right? So that's the baptism of Jesus that John's talking about, right? So baptism in the church is what we call a sacrament, which I'll give you a definition here. It's an outward visible sign of an inward spiritual grace, right? So the outward visible sign of baptism is water, right? We use water on adults, we use water on children, and it symbolizes God washing us clean, forgiving us of the wrong things that we do, washing away our guilt, washing away our shame, washing away our death, washing away our hell, right? It's symbolic. Right? Baptism doesn't save us. It indicates that we've been saved by Jesus, and this is the symbol of that. And it's a public thing, and it only happens once in our life, right? And so uh, it's, the, it's the way that we join the church. It's a rite of initiation. It's, it's our new birth into God. And uh, what it symbolizes is transformation. This is one of our three core values at South Park Church, right out of the Bible. God meets us where we are and helps us become who we're created to be. Right, so Jesus meets us where we are and says, I love the good things about your life. And the bad things about your life, right, I love you anyway. I don't care what you've done or what you haven't done. I love you. I created you in my image. There's goodness in you. Right, and I'm ready to, to wash away the bad stuff that's inside of you. Right? So God meets us where we are and for the rest of our lives sends the Holy Spirit inside of us to help us become who we were created to be. Who were we created to be? We were created in God's image as sons and daughters of God. So God wants us to live into that image, to being sons and daughters of God. So baptism has some really cool symbolism, right? There's different ways that you can be baptized. We, we can sprinkle water on the, on the head. We can pour water on the head. Or we do immersion where you fully go underwater and you come back up. And that symbolizes like dying and being raised again, right? We die to our old self, our old sinful, guilt and shame ridden selves, and we're born again. Life to the full in God now and forever. Baptism also is a symbol of life, like the water in a womb, like right? when a baby is born, right? It's life-giving water is a symbol. 
Baptism is also a symbol of rescue, right? God rescues us from ourselves. God rescues us from the evil powers of the world. In the Old Testament, when the people of Israel were enslaved in Egypt and God rescued them, he parted the waters of the Red Sea and the people walked through it. When they got to the promised land of Israel, they came to the Jordan River. God parted the water of Israel so they could walk into the promised land. Baptism is a symbol of God rescuing us, right? So all of that said is leading us into this next passage of Scripture, which is really kind of mind-boggling and confusing. And I want you to see maybe with me what's going on here and why is this happening. So let's see what happens. Knowing what we talked about with baptism, we're same, same stuff. John's still, he's baptizing all these people that are flocking to him in the, in the wilderness. And then Jesus came. From Galilee, that's in the northern part of Israel, Jesus comes from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, right, his cousin, right? But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me, right? Why is Jesus, a perfect man who's never done anything wrong, coming to asking his cousin to baptize him? What does Jesus have to repent of? absolutely nothing. So John's like, why are you here? Why do you want me to be baptizing you? You should baptize me, Jesus. Right? So let's see what's next. Jesus replied, let it be so now. Baptize me right now, John. I need you to baptize me right now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. What is he talking about? Fulfill all righteousness. We'll come back to that. Right? And then John consented. Okay, Jesus wants me to baptize him. I'll baptize him. He hasn't done anything wrong. Not sure how I'm going to say it, but hey, whatever. You're the son of God. All right, let's go. Right? So as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven, this is likely God the Father, right? We have one God, three different persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And a voice from heaven said, this is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Right? So what's going on here? Right? John's baptizing for repentance. People are coming to be forgiven. Jesus shows up and he asks John to baptize him. He's like, I can't baptize you. You're perfect. You're the son of God. You're God. You're the Messiah. I, I can't do that. Jesus, yes, you can. So he baptizes John. And then heaven opens up and we hear God the Father saying, this is my son. I love him and with him I'm well pleased. What's going on here? Well, I think with Jesus' baptism, one thing that's going on here is like, this is kind of like the beginning of his ministry. Right, this is the beginning of his public ministry. So this is kind of like an anointing. Uh, uh, it's kind of like um, an ordination. It's kind of like this is the kickstart to the ministry. Later in Jesus' life, right before he goes to Jerusalem to die, he's going to be up on a mountain, and God's going to speak from heaven again. Right, And it, it kind of symbolizes Jesus is getting ready to die, going into the last phase of his life. So Jesus' ministry is kind of bookend. God talks from heaven at the beginning, and God talks at the, uh, from heaven at the end. So this is the first part of that. So Jesus' baptism is a little different. It's kind of like his commissioning to go and be the pastor that he is. But he also says this is to fulfill all righteousness. What is righteousness? It's to be made right. And I talked just briefly about why Jesus came. He came to make things right between you and me and God. Right? We're far from God because we do wrong things. We have guilt and shame and death and hell. And Jesus came to make that right. I think that's what Jesus is saying to John. In this baptism, this is kicking off my mission. I'm going to die. 
I'm going to come back to life, right? And when God said, this is my son, I love him, I'm well pleased with him, God's quoting some scripture from the book of Psalms. God's quoting scripture from the book of Isaiah that identify the Messiah, the one who's going to suffer and be the king and to save everybody. So this baptism of Jesus is very symbolic, and it's showing that it's the beginning of his ministry that's going to save all of us, right? So it's, it's just this powerful stuff that we're, we're kind of wrestling with with Jesus. So Jesus has been baptized, uh, and he's come to help us. Now, a few years ago, I was with uh, some of my friends. Um, we went on a, a minister's retreat together. I've got this uh, covenant group of three other ministers. We've kind of been together since we were first ordained, and so uh, we we're lucky to be assigned together. You guys, some of you have met them, Scott, Stephen, Jonathan, but we go away on ministers' re- retreats from time to time. Uh, we went to this rural place. We were out in like this cabin, and um, when we got there, it was cold, and uh, but we were you know doing active stuff as well. And we came in, and we figured out that the water in the shower had this like funky raw odor to it. And so we didn't shower for a whole week. Now, guys being guys and all that kind of stuff, well, as long as we were around each other, we were okay because we all smell bad, right? So you don't, you don't smell how bad you smell when you're around other people that smell bad. But when we got back home to our wives, like, it's like, what are you, where have you, what have you done? Where have you been? They're like, wouldn't let, Laura wouldn't let me hug her, wouldn't let me kiss her. Like, go take a shower, right? Like, what if... What do ministers do on retreats? I'm not want you to do this ever again. So, so I went and took a shower, and that was like the best shower of my life, right? I didn't know how dirty I was until I was in the shower. I didn't know how bad I smelled until I got the soap out and all that kind of stuff. I stayed in the shower until all the hot water ran out. I don't know how many minutes I was in the shower, but it was great. You ever had a shower or a bath like that where you're just absolutely filthy, and you just go in, and it just washes you clean? It just feels great. I, I think we've all experienced that. Um, there's other times in my life where I have done something wrong and I felt guilty about it. I've hurt someone else or I've had somebody in my life who, who's done something to harm me and I felt bad or guilt or shame of something. It wasn't my fault, but I just felt dirty. There's been times in my life where I've gone into the shower and I've tried to wash that stuff off. You ever, have you ever done that? I feel guilty, I, I've done something wrong, and I just I find myself in the shower trying to, to, to make myself feel better. And I don't even know sometimes if I consciously know that I'm doing that. Or when someone's done something to hurt me, I just, I've gone to the shower to try to cleanse that hurt out, outside of me. But those showers don't work as well as when we have dirt on the outside, do they? Do you know what that feels like on the inside? I think that's why all these people in the first century were flocking out to see John the Baptist. They were risking their lives being attacked by bandits and robbers. They were out in the hot sun. They were out there probably without enough water to drink. They were walking two, three, four, up to eight hours just to get there. Why is that? Because they felt dirty on the inside. They felt guilty. They felt ashamed. They, they wanted to start their life fresh. They wanted to be washed clean. And they were willing to do anything to get to John and eventually to get to Jesus. Do you know what that feels like? The good news today, right? What's the good news today? What's the point? What's the big idea? What's the takeaway? This is what I think it is, right? There's John 
baptized in Jesus. Right? The good news today is Jesus washes us clean. Jesus washes us clean. When we feel dirty on the inside, when we feel guilty, when we feel ashamed, when we feel there's nothing good in our lives, when we feel good for nothing, right? Jesus is there to say, I love you. I created you in my image. There is goodness in you. And the stuff that's not good, I am ready to wash away. I'm going to give you a fresh start, a new chapter. I'm going to give you the slate's going to be made clean, right? I'm ready to do that for you. And that's why I came. That's why I died. That's why I came back to life. Jesus washes us clean. So I'd invite you to think about a couple of action steps that you might want to respond to Jesus in this. And the first is receive Jesus. If you don't yet know Jesus, to open your heart and say, God, I'm, I'm tired of living a life without you. Right? There's goodness in my life, yeah, but there's a lot of bad, and I've done a lot of stuff, and I want to leave that behind. Like all those people that flocked out to the desert, I want you to wash me clean, Jesus. I need that in my life. I believe in you. I'm sorry. Come and let your Holy Spirit live in me. Let me find life to the full, right? I think that's the first step that we do. Jesus saves us. Baptism doesn't save us. It symbolizes that we've been saved. The second thing that you can do is to be baptized. If you've not been baptized in your life, we would love to baptize you, right? And so if that's something that you feel led to explore or to think about or to say, I am ready to be baptized, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus, I would love to be a part of that. Pastor Lindsay would love to be a part of that. And we would like to set up a special time to talk to you and schedule this. And so if you are feeling a call to be baptized, see me after the service. You can turn a card in. You can stick it in one of those boxes there. You can email us online. We would love to talk to you about baptizing you and to receive this great gift that God offers to us. And finally today, for those of you who've been baptized, to remember your baptism. Some of us were baptized as babies, and we don't even remember what happened. Some of us chose to be baptized as adults. But today I want to give you the opportunity, for those of you who've been baptized, to remember your baptism today. We don't rebaptize people, right? Jesus was in your baptism. It happened. It's a one-time thing. You can't improve upon that, and we're not going to try. I don't, I don't care where you're baptized. If it was in a river, if it was in another church, right, wherever it is, it sticks. It counts. But today, I'd, I'd like for those of you who've been baptized to have the chance to come up and, and receive water. And this service, or downstairs in the traditional service, Joan McGill, we're, we're going to help you and and. We're going to stick our fingers in some water, and we'll put it on your forehead in the sign of the cross and say, remember your baptism and be glad. Remember that Jesus loves you and, and has washed you clean and has given you a fresh start. Maybe you need a, 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 another kickstart in your life right now. You, you can come forward and remember your baptism, be glad, and allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak to you today. So that's something that I'd love to invite all of you to consider, those of you who have been baptized, right? So receive Jesus, be baptized, remember your baptism. One other thing about Jesus, why did he go to ask John to baptize him, right? I think one, it sets an example that we should be like Jesus and and be baptized. But here's another thing, like Jesus probably should have been with John in front of all those sinners saying, let me baptize you guys and gals, right? But Jesus said, no, I need to be baptized. I want to stand shoulder to shoulder with all the people that I love and created in my image who have fallen short in some way, right? Jesus stands shoulder to shoulder with us. Jesus is in the trenches with us. 
right? He, he's our God. He's our Lord and our Savior. But he's human. He was human too, right? And so he stands right beside us. He was not, he didn't have sin. He could have been up there with John. But he's like, these are the people I came to love. These are the people I came to save. And he stands shoulder to shoulder. So where you're sitting today, where you're standing today, know that Jesus is right beside you. And he came for you. He came to give you new life, you a fresh start. He is right there. Jesus washes us clean. Receive Jesus in your life. Be baptized. Remember your baptism. In the name of Christ, amen.